Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 125, and it's titled, What Does It Mean to Be Kinky? I'm surprised we haven't done this episode sooner, because we had a, we had a situation, actually, it was almost like two years ago, I guess, now at this point, but we were invited to a quote-unquote kinky sex party. So, the, you know, the sex party had a theme, and the theme was, you know, kink. And when we were invited to it, we kind of both laughed, and we're like, we're not kinky. Why would we go to a kinky... <laughs> sex party right because we were like we're, we're so not gonna fit in like what are we gonna do everybody's doing like weird kinky shit and what are we gonna do you know but what that did was it actually sparked a whole conversation about what is kink really like what does that even really mean and that's what we're going to talk about on today's show because i think there's a bit of a misconception as to what kink actually is. Because I think there's a lot of people, just regular people, who would have the same reaction if they were invited to it. I'm not kinky, you know, or like, ooh, like what's, there's going to be all kinds of crazy stuff going on there. And, you know, they might have different expectations of what they think kink means. And so today we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about kink. We're going to talk about BDSM. We're going to talk about the differences between them. And we'll probably even tell a couple of funny stories along the way. We'll add things about fetishes. Fetishes. Knowing what you like. I mean, so many things. It's going to be X-rated. So be prepared. (laughs) <laughs> but before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors. You might be familiar with Power and Mastery by now, especially if you've been listening to the Love Lab Club podcast. But here's the thing. If you want to join the club of men who are great in bed and want to have harder erections, last longer in bed or increase your sexual skill, you need to check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual training mastery for men. So go to powerandmastery.com. So shall we start with a little definition? Yeah. So, uh, so just a couple quick definitions of what other people say kink is. This is a good place to start. So according to vocabulary.com, as a general term, kinky can refer to anything that is far out, quirky, or offbeat. More specifically, this is a sexual term for acts that are a little odd, such as foot fetish. So another definition to expand it a little bit is really, if you think about it, a kink is something that's out of the ordinary for you. And that's really what sparked the discussion yesterday when we're talking about kinks and we're thinking about today's show. And it is different for anyone because let's say you've been only doing missionary position. That's all you were taught. That's all you know. Perhaps doing something different like a doggy style or she on top is kinky for you because it's out of the ordinary. It's out of your comfort zone. So basically kinky is really all in relation to what society expects of you or from you and also what you expect of yourself. Yeah. So really like what is kink to you? You know, 
that's kind of the idea is, is what is it really to you? Mm-hmm. Um, so in other words, it's kind of relative. It's like what you consider kinky may not be what somebody else considers kinky. Now, I know there are people, there's like a whole kink community that if you're part of that and you're listening to this, you're going to go, oh, no, 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 kink means this. It means this specifically. Like you've got your definitions. You're like, boom, here, this is kink right here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine for you if that's that's your world. But for the average person, I think it's more important for them to understand that kink really is relative. It's like, what is kinky to them? In fact, uh, in researching this, I, I uh, saw an article on Your Tango on kink, and, and one of the lines in it said, kink is a state of mind. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it said. And I, I really loved the way they wrote that because it really is a state of mind. It's like, what is it to you? If, just like you said, if what you normally do is standard missionary position under the covers with the lights off, it might be really kinky and really pushing your edge to do something different like lights on, no covers, reverse cowgirl. Yeah, well, for somebody else, they're laughing because they go to have group sex and uh, play with all kind of toys. And they look at this and they go like, wow, that was so vanilla. So again, the only measure that you have to look at is your own self. Don't compare yourself to other people. And those are labels and definitions and they help. They also put things into containers, which sometimes hold people back. And some people, like Kevin mentioned earlier, have appropriated certain terms for themselves. And so you will find still different ways of saying things. I want to give a quick definition of BDSM because they are often used interchangeably. And in reality, uh, BDSM is, is, is a subset of kink, is a genre of kink. And, but really what it stands for, the definition is bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadism, and masochism. I can't even pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's the exploration of all these different terms that I just mentioned. And yes, these are considered under the umbrella of kinky, but then they are a subgenre of like exploring the power dynamic, the bondage, the discipline, the, the, the submission and, and pain aspect. Yeah, so it definitely qualifies as a form of kink because mm-hmm. it's it's pretty most of it's pretty far outside what most people would consider normal. Mm-hmm. And that's really that's really the the idea of kink, right? It's like something that's outside what we would consider normal. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time really talking about BDSM because it's not really the goal of this show. Although maybe maybe we should do a whole show. Well, we had uh, we had your neighbors are kinkier than you think. Well, right. we had someone who uh, does BDSM and and talked a bit about that. It was a long long time ago. You have to go way back in like episode like fourteen or something like yeah. this of the Love Lab podcast. But I think if we were to do BDSM, we need to have somebody who's really an expert because let's be really honest, that's not our thing. We don't really practice it and don't have that much experience with it. We have been exposed to it as we'll share some of our stories because <laughs> most of the people we hang out with and in terms of the sex positive community dabble in it and practice it. So we've had first 
hand experience in witnessing things, but it's definitely not what turns us on. So we can't talk about it with this whole like excitement behind it. Well, no, but we could talk about it in terms of, of what it is. And, and we do have our own theories about BDSM, some of which have been tested and proven true, some of which have still yet to be proven true. But anyway, that that's probably a whole nother show. So I want to still again kind of like give a summary of like the difference between kink and BDSM before we move on. And being kinky is a mindset, like Kevin mentioned earlier. And you basically enjoy going against what society expects of you. And remember that it's different for everyone. It really is an umbrella. While BDSM is a subset of kink. So I'd love to explore a little bit of different examples of what kink means, because if you're like us, when you're invited to a kink party, you may not. But if you're thinking, am I kinky or am I not kinky? Like what qualifies as as kinky? We were having fun thinking about all the many ways. And this is by no way an exhaustive list of all the different scenarios, because that could be the entire show if we were to go through that. But we're just playing with like throwing some ideas about what being kinky meant. Yeah, yeah, and you could create a very (laughs) long list. This was just kind of a a random sampling of things that some people would consider kinky. Mm -hmm. So uh, starting with on the very tame side, it could literally be turning the light on. Mm -hmm. What's so funny about that, too, is that, you know... Uh, for for myself at least and i know for you having sex with the light is a completely normal thing it mm-hmm. has been pretty much our entire lives but we do know because we work with a lot of people in this area we know that that's not actually true for everybody that there are a lot of people that sex happens when the lights go out Absolutely. Or where they also don't expose themselves fully. So being kinky could be showing off your entire body, you know, not being under the cover or not hiding underneath a big t-shirt and you just pull things up a little bit, you know, so that that could be one one thing also. Or maybe dressing up in some sort of uh, costume or special outfit or something like that. Yes. That could be considered kinky. You know, it might be a huge stretch for, for some women to put on sexy lingerie and crotchless panties or something. Yeah, wear a thong or wear a leather or something or wear a particular color that they usually don't, whether it's black, red or anything in between. Um, being kinky could be anything related to your sexual positions, like things like doggy style, you know, because maybe it's more, I don't know, animal or maybe that's not what you do or anything where you start to explore different body parts, right? Where uh, you can explore anal, like all the holes. There's no such thing as a wrong hole. That's what Kevin <laughs> says all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is one of my jokes. <laughs> There's no such thing as a wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> but that can be massive kinky shit for some here because it's a big taboo, especially when it comes to anal. Um, that's that's a big no-no for many people. So if you ever start to double in it and experiment with it, that could qualify as big time kinky. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, oral sex, it's another one that we had on the list for some people that could be considered pretty far outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or let's play like with like having sex in public or in front of other people that's, you know, doing... Okay. Now we're definitely getting into what a lot of people would consider kinky. Because <laughs> having true. sex in front of other people is usually a big stretch for a lot of people. You know, it's not that... It's actually... 
super easy. I was very surprised. The first time I was exposed to having sex in front of other people, uh, it felt super natural. Like I was basically with my partner at the time and we had friends visiting and uh, they were a couple too. And he suggested like, hey, we should just be able to have um, the opportunity to make love all over the house. It was our home, you know. And so we're like, okay, fine. And so they were always making love with the door open and it was kind of cool. And then one day we were making love in the living room and they are like coming and having their coffee. And I thought it was highly liberating. <laughs> <laughs> And I was very young. I think I was like 23 when that happened. So what I realized then is there are things that sometimes we think as taboo or so edgy that really feel natural and fun. See, you were kinky from day one. Mm, I was born like that. (laughs) I know people in the kink world are going, God, these two are so lame. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Playing with toys can be another very kinky thing. And whether you play with a dildo, especially bringing it with a partner can be really like edgy or toys, like any type of toys, like handcuffs, whips and floggers and vibrators. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. I, I would say that for the average person, this is where they start to get into the realm of kinky. Mm. When they start bringing in toys and doing things that are definitely different than what they were taught when they were younger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's where we start to enter into the, the, the kinky realm there. And then, you know, uh, I think we already, well, we said sex in public, but then there's also group sex. <laughs> <laughs> Having sex with more than one person kind of at the same time or like one after another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that that's that's starting to get into the advanced <laughs> levels of kink. <laughs> but as you can see, there are many ways of being kinky, and again, it's about for you what what stimulates you. What's important to remember when it comes to turn-ons is there's a saying that goes like, "Don't yuck someone's turn-on," you know, someone's yums. Yeah. And so, if you enjoy something, it's about acceptance, acceptance that it's your turn-on, and acceptance that it might be different than somebody else. And the biggest problem that I see with people is number one, they fight what they like and, and what they, what turns them on because they're thinking they're so unusual, so weird, so different that no one will ever like them. Should they know what they like? And then they, they beat themselves up for liking this. And then they don't find other people who like what they like. And so then they try to like, be in relationships with people who are not into the same kind of things, which reinforces the whole guilt aspect or shame aspect of the, of the kink. So you gotta find people who love what you love and who can share with you these adventures. Yeah. And that's really the point of today's episode is to destigmatize the word kink mm-hmm. and to give people permission to explore and not be afraid. Like, oh, if I do that, that's going to be kinky. Or, oh, maybe that's a little too weird or a little too outside the box, right? So the the idea is that 
don't be afraid of the word kink Mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to explore and see what you like and and what you don't like. And your idea of kink might be simply let's keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. And your idea of kink might be let's go to a sex party and have group sex with 50 people. Mm -hmm. Actually, right now, what would be awesome is for you to grab a pen and paper and write down a few things or at least do this at the end of this show. What are some of the elements that turn you on? You can look at different aspects like emotional components of it. And, you know, is it something with power dynamic? Is it something about being utterly loved? Is it something about having fear or having anxiety? Like everybody has different emotions that will arouse them. So get clear on that. Get clear on different scenarios. And if you don't know, like think about it in your head and be like, oh, this could be exciting. Now, there's also a difference between the things that are happening in your head and the things you truly want to have happen in real life. And that's a really good exploration to to realize that just because you fantasize about being gang raped does not mean this is something you want to have happen in your life but don't judge yourself for wanting to have that experience because really underneath the gang rape for most women what that truly means is they want to be fucked to oblivion they want to be in a place of total submission where they lose control and have no power and that's what the turn on is about so if you understand that's the thing underneath you may still enjoy as a fantasy the gang rape but then you can play in your life in exploring how can you find situations that could create this result of you being totally in your submission or totally surrendering or letting go yeah So we're going to talk more about fetishes and different things like that. We have some interesting stories to share with you as well. But before that, we want to talk to you about CBD because CBD um, shows that it can improve libido by reducing anxiety. And in case you're not familiar with CBD, you No, it's not psychoactive. It does not get you high. So a recent survey of 5,398 Americans from Remedy Review, a website that focuses on CBD and natural health remedies, found that 9.3% of respondents have taken CBD for sex. That's cool. The majority of those respondents say their orgasms were more intense after taking CBD. So... If you are interested in experimenting with CBD in your sex life, we found a top quality CBD product for you. And it's something that has a full spectrum CBD from sustainably farmed hemp plants and processed in the US with no harmful solvents and chemicals or toxic compounds or impurities. And if you want to get up to 51% off while supplies last, it's a really great deal. Go to selinremy.com forward slash go for forward slash CBD at selinremy.com forward slash go forward slash CBD or go to the link below in the description to get straight to the sales page. Okay, so another question that comes up when talking about kink is what is a fetish? Is a fetish the same thing as kink? Is kink a fetish? <laughs> kind of the same idea with BDSM. You, you hear these terms thrown around and they kind of get mixed up or sometimes used interchangeably. Now, I know 
people who are into the fetish world and the kink world and the BDSM world are like, uh, no, they're all completely different. We don't interchange them. We don't mix them up. This is very clear. There are definitions for everything. I get it. And people who are not into those worlds don't quite understand the difference between all those things. So we're going to help clear that up. So a fetish is sexual excitement in response to an object or a body part that is not typically sexual, uh, such as shoes or feet or any toys uh, of, of material that you're not thinking of as sexual. And they actually are more common in men, interestingly enough. And I'd be interested in researching this more and getting more data as per why. But I don't know yet. Is it because men tend to explore their sexuality sooner than women? And then in doing so, they set up early sexual experiences that then will trigger certain responses and fetishes? Or is it because they've been shamed of being caught masturbating with something and then they have to do it a certain way and maybe find non-sexual object to get to that sexual excitement? I don't know. It's all speculation at this point. Yeah, honestly, I have, <laughs> I have no idea. All I can really say is that I've seen the realm, the expanse of different fetishes is gigantic, mm -hmm. like gigantic. Like if you can think of it, somebody has a fetish for it. <laughs> That's true. That and I can't really explain it, but I can just observe that it's there and I can talk about it and <laughs> help people understand it. So I have a great story here to illustrate the points because a lot of people wonder, is it okay to have a fetish? Because sometimes it might sound weird. You might be judging yourself. And so a few years back, I had a man reach out to me because he was turned on by rubber floaties. You know, these things that you put around your arms when you learn to swim and he he was a wealthy man and so he was able to have people who created floaties specially for him in particular colors that he liked and he would use them for masturbation or to get turned on and when he reached out to me number one it was kind of to be like hey is there something wrong with me what can I do uh, can I can I integrate this? And one of the things that we worked on was number one, his acceptance to himself with that it's okay to have a fetish, to have a kink. But then it was like going beyond just that fetish in terms of learning to use it differently to masturbate better. In the process, I taught him to separate his ejaculation from his orgasm. And by the way, he was in the Netherlands, so on a totally different continent. We were working remotely together. And I'm saying that because a lot of people think sometimes that those things can only happen when you're in person, but there's so much that can be done even virtually in sessions. And I'm just saying that in case you're listening to the Love Lab podcast in a different country and you're like, I really want to work with Kevin and Celine, but is it going to work? So yes, we can do a lot of things even virtually. So with this particular client, we worked with his excitement over floaties and finding ways to enjoy sex without always needing this and then integrating this as part of his sexuality because he was starting to date somebody new. So I helped him learning to talk to her about his uh, fetish and integrate that and having more of a quote-unquote normal sexual life. But when it was finding a place where he was still able to have a fetish, but also being able to have a relationship. And that was such a beautiful, beautiful experience. And so 
It's important for you to understand that your kink, you can, and your fetishes, it's something that you can really cherish. Yeah, and I think the the point here is that the question you asked was, is it okay to have a fetish? And so I think that the answer to that is yes, it is okay to have a fetish. As long as the fetish doesn't dominate your sex life and take over from having other normal types of sex, right? So in other words, using the the example of your client, it's okay if he has a fetish for these floaty things, as long as that fetish doesn't prevent him from having an actual healthy sexual relationship with this new person that he started dating. And so like anything, you can have a positive side and a negative side to it. And so, you know, on the positive side of fetish, people can get really turned on Mm -hmm. and they can then use that turn on that they developed from the fetish in their sex life. So it could be like, hey, this fetish that we're into gets me really, really hot and horny. And then I use that energy I've built up with the fetish with my partner and we both enjoy that and and have a great sex life. So that's a healthy way to use a fetish. The, the flip side to that is when you're so into a fetish, a particular object or something like that, that, you know, let's say you're into a um, foot fetish and you're so into the foot fetish that you actually don't even want to have sex anymore. Like all you want to do is worship the feet. Well, that's going to be a problem because your partner, even though he or she may like the foot fetish, <laughs> probably wants some actual sex too, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, it's totally fine to have a fetish. Um, just make sure that it's not affecting your sex life in a negative way. Absolutely. And then the other thing too is, you know that you have a problem if it really turns into an obsession, then that's when you would need to to seek some professional guidance or help or support. And like we always say with anything, whether it's porn, a fetish, or even sex, it's not so much the what, it's the how. How do you use it and how do you allow it to to be integrated into your life. And it comes down more to your mindset than the, and to your, the behavior than the object in itself of your obsession. And so one thing that I want to bring up too is many people forget that, you know, our brain is our biggest sex organ. And so being able to stimulate our brain is important. But it's not the only way to get turned on. Sometimes when people find one thing that works, whether it's a kink or it's a fetish or anything in between or sexual position, then they go like, this is it. This is how I'm going to masturbate or have sex for the end of time until the end of time. <laughs> and Don't limit yourself like that. Don't limit yourself. Exactly. The thing is, we have different pathways, different nerves that create and trigger orgasms. And when you only use one of them and create such a deep groove, you've forgotten that there are other ways. Maybe it's not going to be the same firework or excitement than the one thing that will always get you over the edge. But don't limit yourself to having just one thing. Be willing to explore. And if you've only given yourself permission to get turned on with one thing, when you try something different, at first, it will be not as exciting. At first, you might be wondering, what am I doing? I'm just going to go right back to my tried and true and 
you know, forget all about this new expansion of my sexuality and sexual exploration. And that's the mistake. You got to be able to stay with it, even if it feels boring, even if it feels not as great, until you can find a place and create new groove that turn you on as well. Yeah, and it may not be as exciting or maybe even more exciting. You, you exactly. don't even know. And, and you know, the other thing is, is that that one thing that you've decided is going to be the way from here on out, well, we keep changing and evolving as people, mm-hmm. right? So what we liked at one point in our lives, you know, maybe we're not that into it anymore. Now we've got something else that we like even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that happens all the time. So don't limit yourself. Don't box yourself in. Feel free to explore. Don't be afraid of the words kink or BDSM or fetish fetish or any of that kind of stuff. Just be open to seeing what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, One of the uh, interviews that that we did that I think illustrates this point really well is uh, Heather from Please Me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's really the journey that she went on. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it again. I mean, basically, she had the typical life that anybody has. You know, she's married with kids and didn't really have a spectacularly fulfilling sex life. And when her marriages ended, she went out on a journey. And the journey really was to like explore and find who she was sexually and what she really liked. And that for her meant going to fetish parties and BDSM parties and group sex parties and just all kinds of different stuff. And some of it, she's like, yeah, that was really cool. And some of it, she was like, yeah, it wasn't really my thing. Right. You know, but she didn't know until she went out and explored it. And, and I think that's really the point of today's episode is to help people understand what these things are and to give them permission to go out and explore. And if something doesn't work right, you go, okay, don't need to do that again. And if something is really cool, you're like, all right, I just incorporated a new thing into my life. And that kind of leads to that last part that we wanted to bring. Like, how do you know what you like? You won't know until you try it. And sometimes what you thought you would like in your head may not be the same as what you will truly enjoy in your body. But you need to give it and try it out at least and find things that arouse arouse you, not just your body, but your body, your mind and your soul on all different level. And there are no shortcuts and no ways to know until you try things out. (laughs) So there you go. If you think you are not kinky, You probably are. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't think you're kinky enough, or, or you don't think you're kinky, then experiment a little bit and see if you can find something that works for you. And if you are listening to the Love Lab podcast on the day of the release, we do wish you a happy kinky holidays. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>